1: Folks, ooh, that was sexy. (laughs) Welcome to So Bad, It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. This is your Wednesday episode. Um, I just got, I drove into Arizona. I'm at my family's homestead in Gilbert, Arizona. And I just had a really nice couple hours drinking some Trulies with my my cousin Abby and her boyfriend and my dad and mom. And I got to tell you, it was really nice. You know, when you watch those Thanksgiving movies, it was... It was kind of like that, you know, the pre before the the Thanksgiving. And we talked about all the the rabble rousing we'll do at the Thanksgiving table. I did bring if you listen to yesterday's show, I told you we got to start trouble at the table. I brought my cop without a badge and I'm going to slam it down on the Thanksgiving table at some point. I'm probably going to try to bring up a hot button issue like vaccines or politics or religion and then see how that goes. And then when everybody's fighting, I'm going to slam down the book. And see where we go from from there but uh yeah it's been nice so far i've only been here a couple hours so maybe that's the last of the nice and actually if you go to my instagram you'll see i made my cousin pose with the tom girardi red lingerie from agent provocateur and uh his framed photo and it's always fun i think it's something that brings families together um How are you guys doing? Are you home yet? Are you traveling today? What's going on? Now, most people are taking this week off in terms of podcasting. Not your boy, Ryan. Your boy, Ryan's an idiot. I am doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I believe Friday, folks. And in six short hours, seven short hours, I am talking to somebody I've been wanting to talk to for a long time. So this is a working holiday but it's not really work when you love what you do folks (laughs) um that's it you know today is a special episode because It's like a swap episode where I'm on her podcast and she's on mine. It's the same episode, but her name is Dana Wilkie, and you guys know Dana Wilkie. She's been on this podcast before, and uh, we have an amazing conversation. I think this is a long conversation as well. So we do long-form podcasts here, and I think that's good. I love long-form podcasts, especially on the holidays. You can just kind of like... Put this on, kick back, hide from your family. I think this is the podcast to do it to. But we talk about everything, you guys. We talk about Paris's wedding. We talk about the Dorit home invasion. We talk about PK coming for Dana. We then did uh, a second part of this because we wanted to update our Paris Hildy, Hilton wedding uh, topic of conversation. We talk about Jen Shaw because Dana Wilkie is a talking head on the ABC news special that will air this upcoming Monday called The Housewife and the Shaw Squad and she is a talking head and you know we talk about that a lot in the second part of the episode but i think this is a great episode and i really like dana i think she is great and she of course gets uh you know she's known as $25,000 sunglasses from Beverly Hills but if you guys aren't paying attention which i know a lot of you guys are she is actually running one of right now i think one of the best uh what do you what do you call it's not a gossip podcast per se because she has a lot of facts and court documents and all of these things to kind of back her up, and of course her podcast is called uh, "Dishing Drama" with Dana Wilkie, and uh, it's excellent, but. You know, the majority of her stuff is on Patreon, so she's doing a really cool thing today where we get to play the entire episode uh, that she would usually release kind of behind Patreon. I know she released it over there as well, but this is a great conversation. I really do like speaking with Dana. I think she has such a great perspective because of her history and uh I think she's I think it's awesome that she gets to be a talking head in this again. We talk about this later. I would kill to do what Dana's doing. But regardless, we just have a great conversation. I think this kind of goes every which way and those are my favorite. There's a lot of laughs. And I think this is for as many kind of serious topics as we hit cuz we also hit astro world and all that stuff. Um you know, it's just also a lot of laughs and I think that is something good to head into the holiday. So We're going to get right into that. I'll see you back on Friday. I've got a lot of things to already talk to you about. I did like an eight-hour trip today, a road trip, and my mind just kind of wanders, and I was like, man, I wish I could just like have a mic hooked up to me the whole time and just tell you my thoughts. But actually, I'm doing that kind of over on the Patreon. I just did a hour and 15-minute Q&A over on the Patreon, and a lot of patrons asked a lot of fun questions. So if you're learning to... If you're wanting to know more about what I think about certain things or weird stories of my life, it's over this week over on Patreon. So, uh, But I, what I do want to say before we start this is I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. I hope you're with your families. Please send me photos of your families. Uh, please DM me. I'm going to try to get through as many DMs this week. Uh, next couple days as I can I want to keep you updated on Bill and Becky Bailey and my sister and my nephew I'm going to try to write a rap with my nephew because you know you guys responded really well to his last rap song but um, I'm hoping to have a really good time with my family and I hope you guys to do too uh, also I always say this you guys are my extended family so thank you so much um, you know Thanksgiving is a time to give thanks and I definitely give thanks to you guys uh, I'm not going to get sappy, I do that every other day of the week. So without further ado, here she is, Dana Wilkie.
2: Come on, b- on bit bitch, let's go. Come on. Get, get, get ready, bitches. We haven't seen nothing yet. Come on. Valentino, Versace, Embrykini, Bugatti. Tiffany, is Cartier Gucci, and Monty. Come on Break out your black heart, boys It's time to party hey, Casey Yeah? Come on Guess what? What? Uh, Ryan uh, I'm gonna call him the King Ryan The King Ryan Bailey Of So Bad It's it's Good
1: Is what? Is coming?
2: Is coming But I want some music Like dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and I just want to say that we are co hosting uh, a special episode on both of our pods. A today. crossover
1: special. A crossover special, yes. <laughs> yes, he's so regal, yes, Ryan. You're I've, very regal. I've just came in on horseback from the great state of Buga de Beppo, and I am ready to podcast with Dana Wilkie. <laughs> oh my god,
2: I have no idea. You're like Dory, we have no idea what country you come from. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hello, I always say she sounds like a role. She sounds like C3PO from Star Wars because she's always like, it's like, Master Luke, Master Luke, no. You know, it's very hyper. This time you have gone too far. I see your point, sir.
2: <laughs> totally. I love it. Well, I, Ryan, uh, I know that very few people are going to actually be able to afford the Peacock uh, membership to watch. Uh, you know the 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 weekend show with the girls when that finally comes out, but more importantly, given you the mean fact-
1: ultimate girls trip.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I always forget that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I know nobody's actually going to probably be able to afford it. So I thought today, since Paris Hilton got married yesterday, oh, we yeah. could yeah we could talk about Paris and Love episode one.
1: I would love to actually. It was so it, it's so. I I had like an out of body experience watching it. I thought I was having a stroke at certain points like this. Who is this guy? Who is this restum guy that she's met? like, who is this? It was very like Paris, like I'm used to, but this guy was not used to. And that was like the big surprise for me.
2: Well, his name is uh, Carter Ream.
1: Oh, Re- Ream! I'm like rest him.
2: Yeah, no. Listen, I who are you telling? I mean, geez, I don't even know my own name half the time. So <laughs> uh, Dan- it's Dan-
1: Dana Wilkie. Dana Wilkie. <laughs>
2: okay, thanks, thanks. Yeah. Um, well, I I actually did a little bit, like a not a deep dive, but like a a surface <laughs> dive, we'll call it. Um, and he actually is quite established and from a super wealthy family. So all that, so you guys, just to, to say it to you, uh, the show opens up and you meet uh, Carter Ream, Paris Hilton's uh, fiance at the time of the show shooting and now current husband. And he is um,
1: a kind of like humble, would you say, Ryan? I, I guess humble. I mean, I if that's the word, that's a very kind word. I just thought he was like, I don't know. It was like affected or something. Like they're like I. He said he grew up in a small town, but then at the same time, he's like completely wealthy and has his own thing going. So to me, he's like uh, an enigma wrapped in a riddle. I'm like I, I, I honestly was <laughs> trying to figure out the whole thing. Did it not like kind of? I mean, to me, I, I guess your use I, it boggled me. I was like, how the heck is this working?
2: Well, he's. Uh, I heard that uh, she met him uh, with Joe Francis. Oh,
1: <laughs> of course, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. now, okay, now it makes sense. never mind.
2: So yeah, yeah, so I, I kind of like this is going back, you know, a lot of years. and this guy obviously partied at some point in his, you know, uh, you know allegedly partied at some point, definitely. Um, <laughs> we, we all
1: allegedly partied at some point.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> but um, I was laughing because his dad, um, owned, I guess he was the head of Amstead Industries which was ranked one of United States largest private companies by Forbes magazine. Wow. So, yeah. So you got to imagine that this is like a, ma- this is like a train company. Like these are kind of blue blood Rothschild, obviously kind of he's that from that like big bucks.
1: I mean, but yeah, but Dana, it seems like he spends most of those big bucks in the first episode. He's going to be poor by the end of this series.
2: Well, I know I was, I was, well, that's what made me look. Cause I said to myself, okay, the guy, so you guys know, you know, the guy runs a venture capital company called M13, which has some pretty serious, uh, you know, disruptors in his portfolio. I'll take you through some of them just to, to educate everybody. Um, but, but like they do a lift, for example, you've heard of Lyft, oh,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. I've heard of yeah. Lyft. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. They've done Fab Fit Fun. Yes. You know that ad they always of trying course. to sell you clothes. They've done um Lightning Labs. Uh, let's see if I could find another good one that's oh Ring. Ring. Oh wow. Yeah. They should probably get that over to every real Housewives of Beverly Hills house at this point. Oh. <laughs>
1: Kyle <laughs> Kyle needed that years ago. Yeah, yeah. there's
2: a few of them that need it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And uh, let's see what else we got in here. Uh, Emerge, which is a, another one. Doorstead. Anyway, there's like 30 companies that the company that I guess he must have founded um, it has invested in. So there's some big boys in this. Um, so he's definitely, you know, from a super loaded family. And his sister is married to an Annenberg. You oh. know, yeah, that's an old, like, I want to say like L.A. family because the USC building for communication is called Annenberg after them.
1: Yeah, I always see Annenberg buildings in Los Angeles at various places.
2: Yeah, I have some gossip about them, but I'm going to put that on the page. <laughs> like that really, that can't go on iHeartRadio.
1: <laughs> about the Annenberg. So <laughs> so
2: we're going to table that yeah. for the patron. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so it's obvious to me that this guy is a, you know, super wealthy kid who obviously was, you know, hanging around at the party scene and has met her, you know, also, you know, through all, I don't know. That's, that's all you say on that. Um, so what did you think of him?
1: I, I gotta tell you, Danny, like I said, like he kind of weirded me out in the sense that I didn't like w- when I put it into the aspect of he reminds me then of like, and she says this in the first episode of Rick Hilton of her dad. Cause I was like, this just doesn't seem look wise who I would think she would be with. It didn't seem personality wise who she would be with. He seems like a cool, I mean, a good enough guy, but it was also the, the, the celebrating of the month versaries Like they celebrate their, their month anniversary every month. And the guy's more into it than Paris is. And he's like giving her jewels and dresses to pick out. And I'm just like, I mean, first off, if this is real, he's making every other guy look bad. But secondly, I was just like, man, slow down a little bit. Like you're going to burn yourself out with romance. I don't know. Like I just, there was something so weird and you could tell he was not used to reality shows, but he was giving it his all. So he was like game to play around. But some of those scenes where like they're walking on the beach with their bikes were so clunky to me, you know?
2: Yeah. Well, what was weird is I used to live on Big Rock Beach. So literally they shot like every scene, of Paris and him on the beach, except at the private island, like in front of my old house. And I was like, that's so weird. And like that beach is all right, but it's not, you know, it's not carbon. You know what (laughs) I'm saying? Like, I was like, I don't know. I, I know what they're going for, but not big rock beach. Okay. So, um, well, they start off the show and they go to, uh, this private island and, Uh, Paris announces that she's so glad she waited because uh, this is now her third engagement. And like her last, you know, the first one was she too young. The second guy was a douche. The third guy is him. And she's glad he's waited because now it might last. And they fly to this private island and Ryan, I want to ask you (laughs) (laughs) when he said to her and he gets on one knee, and he says, "You know, you'll be here for the good days and the bad days." And he whips out that rock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, was- I'll be there for the good days and the bad days. My God, like you know, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, is this, is this is this the dream guy for you? Like, would you? What would you do in this situation, Dana?
2: Well, I mean, I wasn't sure if the island was her diamond at that point. It was so big. (laughs) I was like, what? Now, Paris, uh, it's alleged, has bought big diamonds or have been gifted big diamonds. I don't know, bought or gifted. But uh, the the men in her life have not given her the diamonds. However, in this case, this guy might have pulled it because of his M13, right? Um, But this rock... Oh my God. It was like, I want to say 12 carats.
1: Well, as somebody that's never really, I mean, I've never bought in a diamond uh, ring for more than like, I'm embarrassed to even say, but like the thing, I mean, didn't he also give her that like huge diamond necklace when they went to San Francisco to have the up top like dinner, like, and Kathy Hilton was there and Kathy was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. You know? And I mean, how many diamonds is he giving her? That's what I'm saying. He's going to be out of money like relatively soon if he keeps doing this.
2: Well, I think the sky's got to be real like loaded. I mean, but did you see what, um, you know, was my, was a funny part was Kathy Hilton getting pissed at Paris because she bought um, him a a, a Hermes tray (laughs) (laughs) and he put put, like a bunch of like salt shakers and like, or like the staff put like (laughs) candles and salt shakers and shit all over it. And she's like, you know, that's Hermes. And like Kathy, obviously like isn't as rich as this guy because- Oh yeah, she she was
1: was like, she was like, that was meant for his office. And Paris was like, no, he loves it. He just, no, no, he loves it. He just wanted to put it in the kitchen here at my, like it was like, she was trying to like make excuses for him, but it was, I mean, it was hysterical, but at the same time, that's kind of what I think even impresses Kathy of like, damn, like this guy, (laughs) this guy is the real deal, you know? Totally. It
2: was so funny too. Cause Paris kept trying to find a new place for the tray that Kathy would be okay with. <laughs> and it was like, every place Paris picked was like, you know, in the corner, in the kitchen or whatever, like Kathy's like, I'll just take it back. <laughs> just Take the tray back. <laughs>
1: but, and, oh
2: my God. It was hilarious.
1: <laughs> Did you, uh, I, the other thing is like, so I was noticing, did you notice how Paris's voice went in and out of <gasps> of, 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 of deep, the deep, the new deep voice Paris and then the baby doll Paris, like she was going in and out like she couldn't even decide which one she wanted to do.
2: That That actually severely freaked me out because it was so, it was like a wacky person. Like it really comes off now as like, she's disjointed. Like there's this voice she can't control that, like she, t- that <laughs> takes over like a personality. Like there's two people in Paris.
1: Oh my God, this is like a Marvel superhero movie. It's, it's, it's like a kind villain of like,
2: or yeah. it is. And then one comes out and she's like disconnected, completely pretentious and like, you know, cutesy with that baby voice. And then there's the deep serious, I've got a heart. I can t- I, you know. I want to get think- married.
1: I want it to be Paris. <laughs> sorry that <laughs> but, the other, but the other thing like okay so like watching beverly hills this season like I, I got this theory that kathy hilton and it's not a theory i think this is exactly what it is like you know she's like she was friends with michael jackson and speaks of him so highly of like miss kathy miss kathy and like they had like adventures together <laughs> and like i think kathy hilton is like deep down she is a it's arrested development. She's like a ten year old still, and Paris Hilton is the exact same way. But Paris Hilton is now being forced to kind of grow up. But I think the 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 Hiltons, except for Nikki, have this kind of arrested development where they're they're, they're still these like kind of little girls in a way. And you see you see it with Kat. Kathy. Doesn't even know how to open a wine bottle. And I, I it really makes sense. The more you watch now, Kathy with Paris, how it all I don't know. Like to me, that really sticks out. Of Paris saying things like, you know, like, he promised me the moon and I believe he'll get it for me. You know, like he, she yeah. really does. She wants this fairy tale romance and she's with somebody rich enough that can actually give her that. And it's, it's like a movie, you know?
2: Well, I definitely think that I, uh, just uh, to give you guys some background, the way the show is shot is shot in the same way as the, very upsetting documentary this is paris i think actually yeah. it was the same producer because even when they were interviewing her it was the same voice like of the woman who was asking her yeah. questions mm-hmm. yeah i do think it's the same uh somebody is related to both projects uh, that 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 that's involved but uh it has that documentary feel rather than a reality
1: show wouldn't you say it it, it does well it doesn't it doesn't to me like I did think there was some really poorly acted reality show moments between you know him and her where it felt very like set up you know like I love the peek behind the curtain but I definitely didn't feel like I don't know like to me it didn't feel documentary to me it was still like kind of bits and I feel like we're going to continue to get bits in the show like I bet she's going to take dance classes for her wedding or something and it's I don't know like to me it to me, it kind of walked that line for me personally.
2: Yeah, I think they were trying to make it like a documentary, but like you're commenting, it didn't it didn't do it. Like Yeah, they they're, were,
1: they're so used to they're so used to being their reality show characters that they fully can't let that guard down, you know? Yes,
2: yes. And you could see she's struggling with that. And yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can tell she's struggling with that. When they were getting ready for the Tribeca Film Festival for her movie This is Paris to premiere you know, and they were having that awkward discussion on the couch. And he was like telling everybody about their first date. And he said, you know, you should tell me who the real Paris is. So I could really know you. Now, this is him, by the way, after 18
1: years or something.
2: So like, I want you to imagine this guy's been partying with Paris on and off for 18 years. He still doesn't know who the fuck she is.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause you guys, he sits down with her at her place. And supposedly he was like, I want to know the real Paris. And she goes, Ha-ha. and she went and grabbed a bottle of Rose and came back and like drank the whole bottle. And like, I guess they had a heart to heart, you know?
2: Yeah. And he was like, really proud of the fact that she drank the whole bottle of Rose and she was embarrassed by it. Like it wasn't on brand. <laughs> so she
1: was No, like- I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I got to tell you, like, I was like, at first, at first, when I didn't know what he did, I was like, I thought he was kind of an average guy. And I was like, wow, Paris is dating like average dudes now. And then I found out he was extremely wealthy. And I was like, well, there goes that theory. Cause I was like, maybe someday I can date a Paris Hilton type. And then I was like, nope, nope. I'm total middle-class, you know?
2: Yeah, no, she's, she's always been with guys that are ballers. Just, you know, they're just like, but most of them are morally corrupt. Cause that's the truth. Most of them are. That's what I was thinking
1: about. Remember, I, I was thinking back all the way now we're, we're coming probably up on, I don't know, the 20th anniversary or something of, of the, the Rick Solomon sex tape. Yeah you know i was like just what a journey if you think about the the kind of little girl in that to what she is now it's like man what a journey
2: well and rick was always in the scene i mean you know i everyone calls him a producer but he was pretty much you know allegedly we'll just say that <laughs> la's drug dealer but um <laughs>
1: i'm gonna say allegedly as well double allegedly on that. that's a double allegedly that's so it's a triple allegedly.
2: yeah yeah that triple allegedly i'll remember when i got the door um anyway but uh yeah so rick um <laughs> so rick um rick was around a bunch of people and he was friends with people that dated paris paris dated some we dated some people in common her and i Believe it or not. Oh, yeah. I'm
1: sure you do. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You ran in this kind of like similar crowd. And it's like, I it's 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 I feel like I want I want a 10 part HBO Max documentary on you guys growing up at a certain period of time and going out and all of that stuff. It seems like rife with like that whole Perez Hilton time. Like I want a full HBO documentary, you know?
2: Well, Paris and Nikki actually used to party together. They would always be at every event. Like we'd always, there was always like the same 10 parties everybody went to. And so like they would, I remember going on the shuttle buses and it was always like Nikki and Paris. We always ended up being on like the same shuttle (laughs) for some reason going to a party. And it was always like Nikki and Paris together. So like they truly were best friends. Like that part, that whole thing that where they were talking and they were like, let's do everything together. And you're my sounding board and you're honest. And I, that's true. Like she was always by Paris's side and I do believe they're like best friends. Like really?
1: No, I totally believe that. And you see that relationship. You do like that. Like I believe all of their relationships. I don't, but it just sometimes there's a clunkiness in like, in terms of reality shows that people like us know by watching so many and know how these work now is that you can tell like the setup on this one is you need to say that you're not good at organization and you need to pick a date for the wedding, you know?
2: Well, didn't you think some of her comments were weird? Like, I don't know if they were intentional, but like she said, I, I have to get married now.
1: Yes, and, yeah, 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 And, and then the ba- uh, the babies have to come soon, that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, it was almost like she was like, I've, I have no choice. I have a gun to my head, I have to get married. And that was kind of weird for me. I was like, um, I'm not sure that's still the right reason to get married. it's like eh. and then she comes back later and she says well I was willing to do it alone I was willing to have kids you know by myself because I've been hurt by so many guys um yeah so I mean it was confusing you're right and when she got the necklace oh my god so talk about the San Francisco trip go ahead
1: well the San Francisco trip you guys is that he like it was for one of their month anniversaries I think it was like Their twenty month anniversary or something. So twenty months, and they celebrate it every month. And he did a surprise where you know it was like a delivered of like you need to be ready by this time, and you're gonna pick from these outfits, and then you're gonna go on this private jet. And they end up going to San Francisco, and they're at the top of this really fancy hotel, and uh, you know one of the hotels where they had like a secret passageway, so Marilyn Monroe could like hook up with JFK. And then they eat where they can see like the entirety of San Francisco. Um, he's given her a beautiful diamond necklace. It is just, uh, it is just banger after banger in terms of romance. And um, I don't know, like it's like something that I will never experience in my life. And I was just kind of astounded. Uh, that's why I just kept, I just kept adding money up in my head of like, man, you're only twenty months into this, and you have to, you have to top this now next month, you know?
2: Yeah, I was thinking. For me, I was thinking to myself, it's a little too much. Like this, even if it if it was real, like it was almost too much. Like she gets this letter. Can I just be truthful? Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, no, like,
1: no, lie to us. Yeah, lie, okay. Lie. I'm
2: gonna tell you the truth. Okay. If I walked in and I had a letter, okay, that was really romantic, and then like a million dollar necklace on the bed with the letter, yeah. and then three outfits that are like 20 grand each on a rack for me to choose to then be surprised and like get in a limo and fly in a private jet to a place I don't know with a guy and he takes me to San Francisco and I end up at, I think it was the Fairmont Hotel and I end up having this romantic dinner, I'm almost like you're kissing my ass too much.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, <laughs> but that's what I'm, saying. like I'm like, it's overkill. Like, dude, slow down. you got the rest of your lives together. Like, slow it down. Like, maybe throw some old Navy outfits in there or something like, 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 I'm literally ruined. Like, you can just go in a Toyota Corolla. You don't need a private jet. Like, have a road trip. Like, literally act like us poor people and like, try to do that, you know? Like, try to act like me for a week and see what it's like. I mean, you probably, I don't know, just- that was another part that weirded me out. Was that I was like, eventually, like it made me sad for the day that he doesn't want to do that stuff. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I get it totally.
1: Like and ten it, years in, is he still going to be doing these month versaries?
2: Yeah, and the, yeah, and it was it was hard for me as a, a, a like. I mean, I don't want to be tainted, okay, but it was a little too much inspiration. You know, when something's a little too inspirational and you're like, you know what? This actually makes me depressed. I want to turn this off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, there is an element of that like, okay, we get it. Everything is perfect. Like we get it, man. Like everything. You have no problems. I mean, there is literally no, guys, there is no problems in this. The problem is she's not, she's scared to pick a date for the wedding. Like that's the big problem in one of the episodes. (laughs) And it's like, man, I'll pick a date immediately. Like I'll solve that problem for you immediately. So these are the kind of problems you're dealing with. So if you're into that, but it, but it's great in that pure escapism form of TV, but there's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, so not real or, I mean, it is aspirational in a way that real housewives is not anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
2: that, yeah, totally.
1: I don't have to worry that Paris is like stealing from somebody. I don't think, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. It is. I, I thought of that too. I said, this is like the opposite spectrum where you kind of just, everything's happy and positive. And the biggest problem you have is like you said, picking a date, organization ability, like just dumb stuff. And like, that's, that's very freeing. But for me, it was very depressing and I was sad and I started to cry at the end of it.
1: There should be (laughs) subtitles on that if you go, guys, we get it. Don't be sad. It's okay. It, um, episode three, something happens bad. You know they should. Yeah, prep I needed
2: that. I needed like some like promise that something like her life isn't this good because I've really missed something. Like I've missed a boat in some major <laughs> way. <laughs> and that's what I realized. I'm like, wow, I took nothing away from this, but my life is shit.
1: <laughs> I oh, missed see, the boat. <laughs> and the thing that's so interesting. So this premiered yet, was it yesterday? Uh, time doesn't mean anything anymore, but I think it premiered on Thursday. And that's also the day when she got married 1111. And so we already know how it went because we're already seeing all these photos of the wedding and how perfect it was and for a minute I was like why did they do a Thursday wedding but I guess it's because she loves 11 11 which is just like when you're that rich that you can do things like that where you're like I'll do a Thursday wedding I don't care um and have you heard anything about this this dream wedding I'm seeing pictures and one each one looks insane Paul Abdul was like singing for some reason
2: I actually don't I I I heard that it was in the backyard of her family estate right
1: yeah, but the family estate is like the whole state of California. It's huge.
2: So I I I let me go look at the pictures because I was I heard it wasn't that great. Let me go look oh really. Yeah.
1: Well, did it I not mean, maybe to- my <laughs> friend.
2: I'm hearing this from some of my richer friends. So. Well, see, that's what I'm
1: saying. Yeah, it got <laughs> it got horrible reviews on Yelp.
2: Okay, let's see. Paris Hilton wedding. Okay. I know that Eve Saint Laurent made all of her dresses because they covered that on the show.
1: I thought Dorit was gonna loan a wedding dress, you know, like the actress or the remember she had all those wedding dresses.
2: Um, wait to read from real housewives. Yeah,
1: that never would happen. Yeah.
2: yeah, no, I was like, nope. <laughs> I almost, I almost like it almost went dead quiet there for a minute. I know minute. <laughs> you got scared. I was like, no, 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 it's a joke. It's a joke. Oh my God. That was hilarious. Okay. Let me see. Oh, the inside looks fabulous. So I see that there's like candles and white roses everywhere. And she's, uh, and it's like all gold and white. Um, let's see, they uh, there's not a lot of pictures of the wedding.
1: Well, I, I saw know. on somebody's Instagram account, I saw so many pictures of, and it was like, I was like, wow, maybe it was Bravo Bone Collector or something. Yeah, I think it was Bravo Bone Collector had a lot of pictures in her stories. And I was just like, kind of blown away by the opulence.
2: Wow, okay, I'm like upset. I like missed out on all of this, Okay. So, so tell me about it. Like what blew you away about the photos? Okay.
1: So the photos one actually, yeah. Bravo bone collector has it. I'm looking at them right now. The groom is bawling. The groom like has a tissue out bawling. He looks like he's like uncontrollably crying. Uh, We see Paul Abdul singing at the wedding, and Kathy Hilton is up on stage. We see the wedding cake, which is just like seven layers. Uh, It just looks insane. We see Rick and Kathy and the Nikki and her husband. We see the bridesmaids, we see Kim. We see the wedding dress that she changed into to dance, which was a much shorter wedding dress. Um, I guess these are all from Vogue magazine, Bravo Bone Collector took them from. And it just, it looks, uh, are you seeing them yet? It looks gorgeous.
2: Yeah, I'm seeing, okay, yes, her bridesmaids are wearing baby pink, different dresses, and Kathy's in a stunning silver and black gown. Actually, Kathy's gown is sick. It's so good. She looks like
1: she has like a new, whoever did her face work for the wedding looks great too.
2: Oh my gosh, I was just thinking that her face looks like great. Yeah,
1: she got like some kind of like something zhuzh happened. or something, yeah.
2: So yeah, how does that, how do I judge like that? That's so good, okay. The cake is, the cake has gold and white and is one, two, three, five, it's, it's six layers. It has flowers all around it. And it looks like a little castle. I probably a unicorn in there. It has like their, <laughs> it's got like their names embroidered in the side of the cake. It looks like it's, you know, it's one of those cakes. That's like, yeah. it looks embroidered, <laughs> right? She's got her little short dress on.
1: She has, she, uh, she has, she had four changes at the wedding, four dresses.
2: Yeah. She has a gold ceiling with like gold crystals and gold chandelier with the white. So it's like white and gold themed. Paula Abdul is singing with Kathy Hilton. Um, Kathy Hilton looks like she's singing or talking.
1: <laughs> It'd be better
2: if she was singing. Um, and yeah, you're right. Four changes. Kim
1: Kardashian is with um, Nicole Richie. That was, that looks cool. Um, tons of pictures of Kim uh, from TMZ that Bravo Bone Collector put uh, in here and um, didn't is, all the
2: housewives go to they were like so proud of themselves for being invited
1: well i don't know i saw i saw kyle but i haven't seen any pictures of the rest of them but i i haven't been on their um their socials today
2: that's how you know real friendships let me tell you if none of them there none of them are really friends of kathy's <laughs> i wonder
1: i i mean did renna get the invite did uh did wait? did erica jane well, renna's mom died oh, so she has an excuse oh, wait, did she officially pass away I knew she, she was transitioning. I didn't know if she officially passed. That's horrible. Oh my gosh. Yeah,
2: I think she passed. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, uh, would do we know if Erica Jane was there?
2: Um, at the passing or the wedding.
1: <laughs> at the wedding. Oh my no, god. No, yes. Yeah, oh my, no, my god. god. I'm, sorry. I'm here to pay my respects.
2: <laughs> I was, listen, I'd be mean, if you were mom was dying, Ryan, I'd come over. I mean, you yeah, know. I
1: mean, she she'd be surprised <laughs> to see you, seeing that she's not fully <laughs> aware of you yet. She'd be like, Who is this in my house? Like, <laughs> Um, no, no, I meant did did Erica Jane get the ticket to Paris Hilton's wedding? Like, I want to know because last there's night
2: there's no way that she ever invited Erica Jane to that. I don't wedding.
1: think so. Well, last night she posted that thing where she was like, It's time. And it was like her on stage again. And I was like, it is not time. But Erica you know, Jane,
2: yeah, she's starting her music career over that's, again. That's what I, that I, said. I said. I said,
1: I said we're gonna get a, a season of her, like, you know, we already saw her and Garcelle being filmed working out. So we're like, I bet it's gonna be like gotta get back in shape to tour you know i'm erica jane (laughs) that's my horrible erica jane you guys (laughs) i
2: love it i I love it i can do erica jane too how do you do it it. um or what
1: (laughs) or what (laughs) look at me look at my life look
2: at me and tom Tom had everything. He was smart, <laughs> he was great until he died off the back of the house. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right,
2: so then we got, oh, oh, look at the wedding invitations. Okay, so you guys, they have cursive wedding invitations. Um, and they actually put, I think, people's names on them. Boy, that's hoity-toity, right? Yeah. So Ryan, you come and you get like a menu with your name on it and like an invite with like custom invites with your name. Dang. Yeah. And Kathy Hilton brought Barbie dolls for the little girls to play with the bridal shower girls. Wow. Yeah. So this was a great, really great wedding. Um,
1: Were there, were there like, what were, I wonder what the, the, you know, how you get the weddings, you always get to take home something. And usually it's like a shot glass or something, you know, I wonder what they got to take home at their wedding. Like, I bet they got good gifts.
2: Well, I mean, based on the 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 Hermes tray table, I'd say.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm
2: saying. By the way, what is Kathy Hilton's hang up with tray tables? Like, geez, I'm lady. TV well, trays, TV trays. Wait, like, and what?
1: Was it Hermes at like when Kathy Hilton had everybody over at her place this season of Beverly Hills and she had all the, was it all Hermes um, dining or what, what was all the, she kept talking about all the silverware and all that stuff and the candle holders were that, was that Hermes too?
2: Oh no, that was a different, that was, was something different, fancy. Yeah. And she will, I think that she got some dough for that because they said it too many times. They, like it, was, it
1: really did. Like they were hitting it over the head.
2: Yeah. I was like, this is some, it, like maybe the producers asked them to say it because it was product placed. I don't know. Like Bravo does so much production now that they didn't do in the old days. I wouldn't put it by them that they do that. Now make sure you say the name of the hotel or, yeah. you know, um, uh, yeah, let's see. I was trying to see what an Hermes table goes for cost-wise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, one of those things I really want to know in my life. It was yeah. a basket one, a basket weave one. I don't even see an Hermes basket weave. Maybe that's why she said it was so hard to find because like it doesn't, you can't find it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Where Whatever. do you
1: honeymoon if you're Paris Hilton and this guy because they've gone to every fancy place? Oh my honeymoon.
2: God, let's look that up. Oh yeah. Well,
1: But by the way, and I feel like, it, like what I hear that, the wedding is like coachella there's events all weekend what yeah like i hear that thursday but there's events friday saturday and sunday as well wow that sounds good travis scott's playing saturday night so i'm joking oh (laughs) Oh my god can we
2: can we digress for a second yeah um i don't even actually know that's probably not the right use of that word
1: No, sounded I mean, really I think good so. though. I think it is. Yeah, I like yeah.
2: loved. I was like, Hit I'm going to throw in a nice yeah. SAT word right now for Ryan. Uh, <laughs> you had posted something on your uh, feed. You know, I love your feed. Yes, I always repost your stuff. Absolute right?
1: trash, but I love it. Yes,
2: I repost your stuff all the time. Thank you. And um, so you had posted that Drake, after performing yeah. at Astro World, went to a strip club. Uh, his like in Houston, uh, and was allegedly partying with strippers and spent a and million s- bucks. Yeah. And it was the night after Astroworld. So he did know about that. Definitely
1: knew, you know? I mean, the only thing I can think is that, like, maybe, he, like, maybe he had a guarantee with the strip club and he was gonna lose out that money if he didn't go and get lap dances. I mean, like, I, I don't know why you would ever in a million years even be in the mood to like have, I mean, we're, you know, Paris, it's funny, Paris Hilton, we're talking about opulence with that. This is strip club opulence that is like never in a million years. Like what? I don't know. Like, I feel like it keeps looking worse and worse for everybody involved in this. You know, of course we have the victims, which is just the saddest thing ever because you go to concerts, have the time of your life. And this was probably such a joyful event leading up to it for these people that passed away. But then you have this kind of negligence, even just in the way they handle these things. Then you get these kind of half-baked PR statements that we're so used to seeing. Like all of us people that follow this stuff, we're so used to reading PR statements. It just seems it comes off so heartless anymore. Like we could write these PR statements in our sleep, you know?
2: Yeah. I'm really shocked. I mean, it just is so, it's, it's very tone deaf to go to a strip club the day after. We're talking
1: hundreds were injured. Nine have died.
2: Okay, and eighteen seriously, right? Because where's I believe, the number eighteen I believe so. coming from? I mean,
1: I, I I believe so, but I'm not fully. Aware. I just know that it's been hundreds injured. I know there's nine. a little boy
2: on his deathbed right yes.
1: now. Yeah, yeah. A girl died yesterday. It was her first concert ever. Can you imagine? Just first concert. Wow. Yeah, and, I. And her did. parents said that Travis Scott's people nor Travis Scott ever even got in touch with them to check in on her. You know. Are you serious? Yeah, that was. I mean. Who knows, you can never really believe everything you read in TMZ or anything like that, but that was uh, put out there yesterday I read and it kind of just made me really sad.
2: Well, I'm I'm I did a deep dive actually on Astro World on my Patreon, and I went to all the different conspiracy theories and everything, like you know the fact that Lou Taylor's his manager and all this stuff. Like yeah, I did I it heard all. that,
1: yeah. I mean the only the, the only one I'm not down with is that I don't like the demonic stuff. I'm like, guys, this is just bad. But like, it's I don't to me it's not um, satanic worship, you know. Oh yeah, I I know which one you're talking
2: about. The one you, the one you're talking about is the ritual in plain sight. Yes, the the, the offering of people ritual in plain sight.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I guess you know, really, what it comes down to is um, it didn't age well. The concept of the devil face as you walk in and walk through the mouth and the stadium that is a giant portal. It's actually like was designed to be a portal with like hell all around it. And it didn't age well, right? And well, like, I
1: mean, listen, Stormy World has the same like weird stormy face that you walk through. You know, like, I don't think Stormy World was like d- demonic worship, you know?
2: Well, we don't know yet, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> let's see how she grows up. Let's see, we'll how, just she- see how that goes. <laughs> don't fuck with the Chuck.
2: <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, it was weird. It definitely was a lot of coincidences that were weird and a little bit like the start of definitely legends, right? Like that's how a legend starts, like a series yeah. of events mm-hmm. that are just strange that seem loosely tied together in a way that, like, you know, it, it gets legs. That's all, right? You know, whether it's true or not, I don't know, but it, I, I have a feeling that's what's going to happen with Astro World, unfortunately. Um, so, uh, how do you feel about, uh, the Kardashians just really quick, uh, on that topic, Kourtney Kardashian, I guess, has not commented, um, and I know that she's not Kylie. I'm, I'm saying it from the perspective that I think a lot of fans expected Kourtney for some reason to comment and they were upset that she didn't.
1: Well, I mean, listen, she's too busy dry humping Travis Barker to actually make a statement. (laughs) But But in all reality, I actually kind of appreciate that she didn't release a statement. Courtney doesn't have direct involvement in this and where she can be sad, but I do want to try to take steps back away from the Kardashians don't need to comment on everything unless they're directly involved. Now, do I believe Kendall should have commented a day earlier and deleted the photo of her party in a Astro world? Yeah, I do. I think she should have hopped on that much earlier, but at the same time, like I said, like TMZ, especially and daily mail, a little bit, were are pushing stories immediately. Like Kylie Jenner is Okay. Nobody gives an f if Kylie Jenner is okay. We assume she is. She's not with us plebeians. She. We assume that they're okay. You'll let us know if they're not. But for now, let's focus on the victims. I do not give a rip if they are okay. You know, like I don't care if she looked. Well, concerned you know in the what? Audience. You know where don't care. You know.
2: You know where that came from, though, is that uh, they had uh, posted like birthday well wishes from Travis Scott. So where this happened was like they were showing. Travis, like, oh, look at the beautiful flowers. She's, you know, sent Chris Kardashian for the birthday. So it was kind of like there was a tie, like a second before. And then there was nothing from them.
1: Well, (laughs) I, I, I said earlier this week, you know, with Kardashians, you know, in this situation, especially, you're either damned if you do, damned if you don't. And that's the cross they have to bear. And, you know, they get paid very well to bear that cross. But I think these kind of tragedies really shine a spotlight on how messed up this society is and celebrity culture is, and I love it. And I pay attention to it 24 hours a day, but even I, when these kind of situations happen, it shines a lot, just kind of like Beverly Hills where when criminal activity involving orphans and widows start getting involved, it kind of takes the fun away from it. It takes, you know, I want our housewives to lie and cheat, but do I want them to steal from like actual people and orphans and widows? No. I mean, they can steal from each other, but like it shines a spotlight and it kind of gives you this gross feeling of like, ah, man, I don't know. Like, so for me, I I think they're in a no-win situation in this particular uh, thing, because all of a sudden, like, even Chloe was starting to post, like, selfies again. And I was just, like, silently cursing her under my breath, like, because I was just like, man, like, just take off a week. Like, go get all your face surgery and body surgery. Like, all the Kardashians need to all get their surgeries right now, heal over the next two months, and let us heal, and then come back strong in 2022, you know?
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think that they should have posted something right away. And then I think and I think they all should have. That's just my opinion. Um, Even Foodgob? Who's Foodgob?
1: <laughs> Jonathan Cheban, Are you kidding me? Kim's no, Kim's big uh, butt kissing friend. You know, Jonathan.
2: No, I I don't. I, oh my I mean, gosh. he's not look like up, a real look, character. He's look, just some he guy. <laughs>
1: Look up Food God. I swear to God. He, All right,
2: let me look up Food God.
1: You, he has okay. the really Dana. weird looking face. Yeah, he has a little oh, bit yeah. of. Oh
2: yeah, he's not. He's on a. He's like her friend. She talks to. She's, he's like the Dana Wilkie of that show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm telling, but I'm saying even he like reposted Kim's apology and his stories, and it's like I was like, man, we Food God, we don't need to know. Like we don't. Yeah. We, you know, like I don't Shut need up. your approval on this. You know, like you're not a part of this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I just would have liked to have seen initially everybody just say something, our prayer, like very simple, no like BS, just my, our prayers are with the family and we're going to support the investigation in whatever way we can. Or, you know, if they can't say that, then just, we support the the families in this really difficult time and left it that and stayed off social media for, for like a long time. But maybe
1: that's the sacrifice of being that rich and famous, you know, is you're going like, I mean, w- when tragedies like this happen, you're going to be hated in a lot of a lot of ways, you know?
2: Yeah, I think it was bad timing. If they hadn't just like put the the Travis Scott gift to Chris for her birthday up on social media, it probably wouldn't have had the big, you know, backlash that it had because it was kind of like, in this instance, you promote the crap out of him. But in this one, you you don't you're like you don't know him, yeah. You know what I mean? And that you know people sense that uh, contradiction, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, totally.
2: Yeah. So, um, well, what else is going on in the landscape? Anything else got you going?
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, every I mean, everything kind of oh, Sex me going. in the City. Oh, How yes, about so-
2: Sex in the City. Listen, I'm
1: one of those people that I'm kind of like. Hell yeah, let's try it out. Like I'm not like I'm gonna miss Kim Cattrall, of course. Like, of course I'm gonna miss her. Of course we're all gonna miss her. And I, I'll, I'm gonna crack up if the way they write her out is she got hit by a bus or something. You know, like I'm curious how they're going to explain it. Like, did she die from COVID or something? Do we no, know? Probably how she...
2: cancer. Didn't she have cancer? She
1: did, yeah. But she beat that. So I, I wonder if I wonder how they're going to explain it. I wonder if it is going to be, um, if they're going to write her out in finality or they're going to leave it open like oh she's just in saudi arabia for a year you know
2: <laughs> well i uh I, I had heard a rumor that mr big
1: dies dies right? yeah but the other thing too is that and I, and why i believe that so they even kind of have shown them film multiple scenes since that rumor came out but i think we're going to see a lot of their relationship and flashback So you're going to see a lot of them have like these kind of romantic scenes, but it'll be her like kind of thinking about the time two years ago when they had this conversation. So I believe he does. And this is just guessing, but I've watched enough TV. Like I believe he dies in the first episode and then the whole season she'll probably have these kind of, you know, either flashbacks to actual things that they did and talked about, or like, it'll be like ghost big, you know?
2: I love that. That's actually awesome. And I'll tell you why I like it because it give, it is a subject matter that women older uh, address, deal with. And the show was great for so many years because it took us on like this rite of passage of these women during different aspects of their life, like, you know, being single, trying to get married, trying to have kids, trying to pretend like to be an adult or, you know, have a job, you know, like all of these like rites of passage. And I think that's, like an a, an older woman write a passage that we all like you know yes ryan, you will die first kind of thing um
1: why <laughs> did you have will... to, why did you have to use me as an example that's horrible
2: <laughs> sorry i guess i was just pretending like we were married for a minute, but you know what i mean like the women <laughs> tend to outlive the men i guess so i'm just <laughs> thinking like i'm just thinking like maybe that rite of passage like would be fun like enjoyable to watch someone go through so I could see what how they depict it or what it might be like.
1: And I do like the thought of like watching women age gracefully. I think I like watch, you know, like I do think that there is a place for this, especially because you know, if you go back and watch Sex in the City, and, and granted, I am not a female, so I, of course, have a, a skewed version of it, but I've, I've watched a couple episodes going back, and like sometimes I'm like, oh, th- this was so of its time and it was so groundbreaking, but sometimes it doesn't hold up necessarily as much as I remember loving it the first time through that I almost kind of would be curious what happens with these characters now and how they are treated and how New York treats. Uh, a certain aged women and they can still be sexy and i really think it's it's big shoes to fill but i'm kind of excited and that preview did get me excited
2: i love that i think that's a great point i'm really excited too because i am an old woman like them and <laughs> so i can't wait to like watch other people go through you know i i have all, all the time on my dms i'm talking to friends and fans and stuff on the dms and we're similar age you know yeah and we'll talk about like what it's like to suddenly need glasses. You know, you can't see anything. Oh, it's
1: the worst. I mean, I'm like, what the hell is it? I always tell my mom, I go, mom, you know about this thing where now I can't read, like I I, I have to like put on my glasses to read my phone and then I have to take them off to watch the TV and then put, I'm like, and she's like, yeah, that's called getting older, jackass, you know?
2: No, it's so true. Like there's a whole bunch of problems that like, you know, uh, young people don't realize happen as you get in and not like super old. I'm talking about like, as you get into your fifties and they're like horrific, like, and no one talks about it because it's taboo. So I kind of hope on this show, like, you know, <laughs> some of those issues will come up, you know?
1: Yeah. I and, think that's great.
2: Yeah. Me too. I know we're really aging ourselves. Wow.
1: <laughs> well, just to be clear. I'm not in my fifties yet. Just, I want everybody to know that, but eventually yeah, I you're not,
2: be, you're like yeah. a, you're, you're way younger. How, how old are you?
1: uh, You never ask a podcaster their age. Come on. Well, give me a range, (laughs) like a ballpark. I could be anywhere from um, (laughs) 32 to 42. I don't. I don't know. There's a. Oh, see, you're
2: super young. But
1: guys, it's not 32 to. I think it's always tell you that much right now. It's (laughs) definitely 35 to 42.
2: Yeah, well, uh, I love that Google has my age wrong. And so I almost never publicly say my age because they have me younger.
1: You're famous enough to actually have people Google like, and it'll have that information. I don't, I'm thank God I'm not there
2: yet. Oh my gosh, Ryan, you're so Oh my God, let
1: me tell you, this is great. If you do Google me though, somebody sent me this in the Urban Dictionary. Somebody sent, if you looked up Ryan Bailey, this was years ago. The Urban Dictionary definition of Ryan Bailey was eating ass on camera. And I was like, what? I was like, what the hell is this? Like, I, was, I was like, I was like, which one of my friends did this? I was like, that's not true. Like, And it turns out there's a gay porn star named Ryan Bailey that his thing is eating ass on camera. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. But I'd never knew that. And then it's like that Ryan Bailey exists. And then there's like a really famous soccer player, Ryan Bailey exists. So if you hear about either of those Ryan Baileys, they're not me. And I'm just trying to make my own way in like the Ryan Baileys of the world, you know?
2: No, I'm gonna totally say you're the guy who eats ass. No, I mean I
1: won't. I mean definitely not on camera. That's all. there's a lot of girls it. on here listening Ryan, and they they are cool. <laughs> there's, <laughs> yeah, there's, a special, there's a special Patreon level. If you pay enough, uh you will get access to uh, <laughs> <Ryan> <laughs> eating <laughs> ass on
2: camera. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. What,
1: what if I do try to take it away from the actual Ryan Bailey and I'm like, I'm gonna out-eat. I'm going to out-ass eat this guy. (laughs) I I want you
2: to know that my Patreon members just went up like by a thousand. Okay, The one thing I'm going to tell you about Ryan is the chicks love Ryan. Every show I tell you this, it's like you are like a babe magnet.
1: And that's funny i'm a babe magnet and i'm not a babe myself so that is amazing like i know the girls I, think
2: you're hot why well they're blind
1: you... they're 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 blind and i i appreciate anybody that likes me i really do that I, and i have to deflect because i just i'm not used to that kind of attention and i get well nervous.
2: you know what's funny as you choose i've seen you like when we did our live like Ron, okay so ryan chooses the worst light on purpose oh my God. like he's I, like in the dark corner like
1: by the way i still am embarrassed by i think I didn't realize how bad the lighting was until I got on there. And I had to like, <laughs> I was pounding like truly because I was so embarrassed. And in fact, yeah, it was, it was just very. No, I, no, I, but I was I'm
2: saying it from a different reason. Okay. So you're in like the dark with the worst lighting known to man. You like, obviously thought we were going to get like no views instead of like the 20,000 plus views that we got. Okay. And you literally had like, you're, you're like in your sweats, your hat or whatever the girls were still like, oh my God, Ryan is so hot. The comments were like, Ryan's hot, Ryan's hot, Ryan's hot. I'm like, I can't keep putting this up.
1: You know, like like I pay for Russian bots to do that, right? No,
2: I swear to God. And I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, you are super hot. I mean, honestly, well, you
1: know, well, that's why I emailed earlier. I was like, "Is this video or audio?" And I've been moving, <laughs> I've been moving all day. So I was like, "Man, this is going to even look worse than the first time, potentially." You know? Oh
2: my gosh! But anyway, I'm telling you right now, like, you're if, if you were on like a visual show, you'd probably have like 10 million times more. Well, followers
1: Dana, even. I mean, that's what it, we gotta we gotta work something out. That is my 2022 dream: is to start getting confident enough to try to do more lives and more in person things. You know okay so since we are sharing this audio potentially and yeah. you can tell me to buzz off and like you can tell me tell people to go right to the patreon no, what's a, sure this what is it is, so i mean i just have to ask you because, want to ask
2: about the thing well, that happened I, with well, Teddy? I,
1: well a little bit because i did i did cover this on the podcast this week and i played the full uh, audio of the 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 new um extra hollywood special correspondent teddy mellencamp where she brought up your name like she literally went out of her way to say the Danny wilkies of the world And it was like, by the way, Teddy Mellencamp, unfortunately, one of the worst um, people for that job, just in terms of vocal performance. Um, That's my own personal opinion. I don't think she has any kind of charisma. You can cut around her, but like, it was just not, but she brought your name up. And of course, that's coming on the heels of PK bringing you up. How do you feel about all this stuff? Do you get hurt by it? Do you get, um, you know, emotionally, you know, where are you when stuff like that happens?
2: Well, I mean... I'm kind of been in this game a long time. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's been a lot of years. I've been around this kind of hubbub. Yeah. And the reality for me is I know the facts and my fans know the facts. And you can try to get a really loud statement out on your giant platform and make people not look into the facts, but I'm really lucky in that the people that you know follow me and listen to my show and all this stuff who are the people i care about mm-hmm. right they are people like me they seek information and they don't they want to know like the truth about like that, something yeah. so i actually didn't mind it because i, I you know immediately um of, of course, I addressed it, uh, which was the responsible thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I called out a few facts, which I'm sure you're aware of, but I'll say them again. And that was number one. Um, I posted something from the California Secretary of State website. When I posted on my feed, I posted it as a blind. And I said, do you know why I'm posting this? I didn't even attach it necessarily to PK or Doreed, although I was about to <laughs> like a few yeah. posts later. Um, It was a document that did not have her home address on it. It had a street and LLC. So it would be like Melrose LLC or Wilshire LLC. Her street is big. It isn't small. And that's what it had. In addition, it had an office address. That was it. There was nothing more. There was no way, shape or form a personal address on this document. And it was public record and Dorit and PK, they themselves published that document. PK took that document and reposted it on his feed. His feed has over a hundred thousand people. I have a measly 18,500. He is 150,000 people. He reposted it and he called me to see you next Tuesday of the week. And he went into this whole thing. And in fact, in his own statement to put me down, said it was a public document. There was nothing wrong with it. He didn't know I was posting it. He's not, you know, the implication was that he had done something uh, sketchy and it wasn't true. And that's what he wrote. Okay. Uh, Then this incident occurs. Okay. And he deletes it overnight. Um, In the morning, I am like, you know, uh oh, that sounds terrible. What happened to Jorid? I don't even associate it in the way that this is going down. Teddy goes on my feed and immediately out of nowhere says, this is the reason Dory got robbed under my feed. That's how it started. And I believe she also leaked it to page six, although she denies that, that allegation I made. Um, And I went under that immediately said, no, it isn't. There is no personal address. This is public record and it's like nonsense. She then DMs me and asks me, uh, to remove it privately after she did this whole public, you know, blah blah blah, right?
1: Wow.
2: So she DMs me privately. I then say, Teddy, I will remove it only because. Uh, it was she first says, you know, it's the right thing to do, and all this crap, doing her usual ins- hypocritical inspirational nonsense, and I said to her, "Listen, there's nothing wrong with this document. It's public record. In fact, Instagram took it down because both." Uh, I had both post PKs and mine on my feed because I I like embraced it and was like I'm I I I think I responded to PK originally like you know I embrace being your CU you next Tuesday of the week <laughs> and I said something like you're very cheeky and I said I love talking about you too meaning why are you talking about me you're supposed yeah, to be yeah, some yeah. big reality star and I'm supposed to be some idiot so why are you even bothering I know anywho but then we get down to the DMs she DMs me and and so she goes through this. BS. And I say to her, you know, I, I don't have any reason to take these posts down. But then she said, I'm just asking. And I said, well, since you're asking, and since nobody else has, because to date, I have not been asked by anyone to take it down. And in fact, Instagram took it down, reviewed it and put them both back up. I will do this out of respect, out of your request, because you were nice and you politely requested it. And I know you're close with them.
1: You should have but said you do it reason. out of respect for John Mellencamp.
2: Right. Don't hit your head on your shadow of your father. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so basically, what happened was I then did it. And then, uh, you know, she wrote me a message and said, uh, just so you know, I didn't do the security on Doreet's house.
1: Oh, yeah. Your husband did. I'm joking. <laughs>
2: no, but so that was really interesting. She was already deflecting. Right. Wow, yeah. So, yeah, because the fans, You know, they come up with their own versions of events and their multiple theories and conspiracy theories. I won't comment that on that in the podcast, but it certainly is in my Patreon. Um, But the truth of the matter is that what she alleged was not proper or correct. And page six did not run my side of the story till the next day, which I thought wasn't very cool. Yeah, whatever they that they did it the next day. and then out of the blue, I'm letting it go. Okay, I, I dealt with the allegations, much like I'm doing on this show, on my show. Uh, episode 50 of Dishing Drama, Dana, I go through the whole, uh, the more detail than this. Yeah. But, um, and then I do, a, I also did a video about it in my Patreon, so people could see how I felt about it. My feeling was, I was very uh, sad that Dorit had to go through such a violent crime and go through that terrible situation or experience. No one should have to do that. However, the takeaway for me was she was robbed just three years ago in the exact same way. And it was from someone that attended an open house for her property because her previous house in Beverly Hills was for sale. This house was put on the sale almost immediately after they moved in. Obviously they're doing some sort of house flipping side business or something and it was listed with full address in realtor.com and pictures that perfectly mirrored the property on the show as it's seen in detail week to week on real housewives of beverly hills it was also featured on million dollar listing so i hardly believe uh you know that that was where you know the address came from was was a, an ambiguous post from my feed of like 10 people
1: yeah oh definitely but, not
2: you know what i believe is that you know, somebody was stalking people on that street and robbing people on that street, or uh, there was someone who maybe attended one of their open houses and also was starting to watch the feed or the show. You know, it was all about how rich that last, uh, the night that she got robbed.
1: Yeah, Andy, the, they talked about all of Dorit's riches in, in fashion.
2: That's right. So, uh, you know, I think all of these things agitated the the situation into a perfect storm. Um, but anyway, so I was really shocked to hear a few days later that she decided to go on extra, and and very awkwardly, you know, insert me into the thing, which obviously uh, PK and Dory are are you know supporting. So you know, essentially, it's like let's just hope fans don't know the facts and let's just keep telling the storyline and 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 damage it. And what I said on my show, which I'll say here was, you know, Teddy Mellencamp made a bad strategic
1: move. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We'll be back to the show in just a moment, folks. We're going to do some commercials to keep the lights on over here. We have two products with us this week. Both have been with the pod before, and I'm proud to call them both sponsors this week. Uh, Once again, we have Simply Safe. Now, Simply Safe, if you have ever wanted to make your home feel safer, there is no better time than now. So this week, our friends at Simply Safe are giving So Bad It's Good listeners early access to all of their Black Friday deals. 50% off their award-winning home security. Now, we love Simply Safe because it has everything you need to make your home safe. Indoor and outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors, all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it. Now, this is, I always say, this is interesting because I set one up in my room to see if I could catch my roommate Josh uh, uh, go into my room because I know he does, but... Now I have moved to a new place. I, I have moved to a house. So I'm actually going to be able to use all of their things that they had sent me for this house. Uh, and I've got a consult that I'm actually going to be setting those up, especially uh, I'm excited to do that in the backyard, in the front yard. And you it's really cool, you can actually Access this and monitor all yourself. Um, and I was even at Best Buy this weekend to get some things for the house. And I even noticed Simply Safe was there. I was like, and I saw a commercial for it the other day on TV too. So I was like, dang, this, these guys are the real deal. Simply Safe was even named Best Home Security System of 2021 by U.S. News and World Report. You can easily customize a system for your home online in minutes, and even get free custom recommendations from Simply Safe. These are Simply Safe's biggest discounts of the year. You can get a complete home security system starting at just over $100, and that is nothing for peace of mind. There are no long-term contracts or commitments. It's a real easy way to start feeling a little bit more peace of mind. So take advantage of Simply Safe's early Black Friday deals and get 50% off your new home security system by visiting simplysafe.com slash so bad now that's s-i-m-p-l-i-s-a-f-e dot com slash so bad for 50 percent off your entire order your entire order that's crazy i love it um our next is papa and barkley now papa and barkley uh they have these kind of amazing uh products that um they're like cbd oils cbd relief bombs uh i told you i had been using them on my knee i tore like my acl a long time ago and it's something that i keep re-injuring and i had never um i, I know cbd is like all the rage but i had never tried it until i got these products and you guys it actually worked on my knee i now use it daily and it's something that i'm gonna have actually buy for myself pretty soon because i'm almost out of my papa and barkley uh but i think it is awesome i actually cannot wait because i told my dad about it he's interested in using it um but Papa and barkley understands wanting the absolute best for the people we care about the most it all started with a son trying to help his father find relief from debilitating pain so he could get his life back Today, they're still putting the same care into improving lives with their award-winning CBD solutions for discomfort, stress, sleep, and everyday wellness. I think we all know somebody in our lives that could actually benefit from this. It could be us. It could be your family. It could be your friend. This stuff actually works. Papa and Barkley founder Adam Grossman created the groundbreaking relief bomb to ease his father's debilitating back pain. From that powerful homemade balm, Papa and Barkley has expanded to a full line of topical balms, oils, tinctures, chanabador, and capsules, all made with 100% natural, clean ingredients and whole plant, full-spectrum CBD. Today, they are the number one cannabis wellness company in California, and with their new CBD relief line, They can now ship nationwide. That's huge. Their CBD relief bomb delivers hours of comfort with simple plant-based ingredients in an at-home use test with over 300 participants. Users reported a 40% reduction in daily discomfort in just one week of using the bomb. The award-winning CBD oil Relief Drops is their fastest metabolizing daily wellness option for easing daily stress, discomfort, and supporting a good night's sleep. Papa and Barkley is on a mission to improve lives through CBD in its purest, cleanest form possible. Go to PapaandBarkleyCBD.com slash bad for 20% off your first purchase. That's 20% off for new customers at P-A-P-A and B-A-R-K-L-E-Y CBD.com slash Y CBD.com/slash-so-bad. And remember, you guys, those are always going to be on the show description if you forget any of that information and you don't want to you know, hit rewind on the old. Is rewind- I don't think rewinding, ex- it's, you know, the button that goes 15 seconds back on your phone. Anyways, you guys, those are our sponsors for this week. Thank you so much, you guys. And now back to the show.
2: Because if she thinks that's going to get her back on the show by making me the villain, it's never happening because Andy Cohen didn't want me on the show when I was on the show. And he certainly <laughs> doesn't want to give me the platform now.
1: Well I I just I just hey I just think it's funny when you know she's accusing you of doing things for like clout when that's exactly what she's doing. She's using your name to try to throw you under the bus to raise her up and to like kind of put herself more in there because she so desperately wants to be on the show or jobs or things like this and I just find it what a weird way to do this, you know?
2: No what a I weird was way like to get back in everybody's <laughs> like good graces. I thought it was just so weird.
1: It, it really was, the- was it was I my mouth was and I just like it's like I, I know like it's I love your attitude of like you know I know who my listeners are my viewers are and I do this for them and I love that attitude because I get really personally hurt when they, and I'm like, wait, I have a reason for saying the things that I say. I believe in what I say. And I know you do too, but I personally, you know, just when I'm like, Hey, you can't say that about Dana. Like I got personally offended for you. You know?
2: I love that. And I, and by the way, so did, uh, you know, the fans, like, I, I, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I was shocked to see that my following went up because well, of that's it.
1: The other thing is that, you know, it's like, when you do that, you just you know, if they think they're doing something, all they're doing is shedding light on something that like people, half of those people are going to end up probably liking you and following you anyways. You know, it was just, well, it was just,
2: it was, they, you know, it was a, uh, it was an incorrect unearned allegation and the fans, whether they follow me or they don't know that enough because I've been around a long enough time now that they've gotten to know me. So when Teddy came for me, and did it in such a, a ridiculous way and then on top of it you know um went on extra and like added unnecessary fuel to the flame after i wasn't even talking about it anymore you know yeah it just came off as get this girl a glass of water did that help you with your fans knowing it did. what happened, and by the way, thank
1: you so much for answering that for us i really do appreciate it because i know all of this amazing dirt is on your Patreon. So thank you for giving us a little taste of it because that really was the question I had when I covered it this week. So thank you for answering it.
2: Well, thank you for sticking up for me. I really appreciate it because you've gotten to know me a little bit now.
1: So that's what I'm saying. Every, every, uh, interaction I've had with you has always been above board, amazing, funny, and you take everything with a grain of salt and a lot of humor. And that's exactly what I do too. So
2: I know. And I'm one of your biggest fans. So if anyone comes for you, they better watch their ass. Oh my okay? God, I'm ready
1: for it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm ready going to die. Like I'm going to freak when somebody comes for me for the first time, I'm going to freak out.
2: You need to actually, you need to just hit them up, like send them my way and I'll come, we'll come in like the brigade.
1: I'm scared my- PK is going to make me hiss you and T, and t- at some point, And I'm going to just like <laughs> cry, you know?
2: Yeah. Well, he did four more people this week. So I know, I know. he's really
1: going through it. A-
2: yeah, he's going through like a list or something, but, you know, like I said, our, our fans are smart, our fans, you know, your fans are smart, my fans are smart, and they they don't listen to nonsense, and if someone says something wrong, they'll straighten it out, including us, right, so, you know, we get our DM once in a and while. If, and if
1: not, if not, we go to war. It's going, it's going down in Beverly Hills this season. That's um, right,
2: baby. <laughs> What do you think about the fact that it came out that Carter Ream has a nine-year-old love child from uh, a previous relationship with Laura Belize from the VH1 show Secrets of Aspen?
1: Well, I mean, I I knew something was off about that guy. Like, and supposedly he only has like met the the like met the offspring once. Which is, I mean, I don't, I, but how did that come out, like, right after the wedding? Like, who, who, was that the, was that the ex that planted that story? Like, how did it come out right on Monday?
2: Well, I think page six had the story and they held it.
1: Oh, you thought that was out of, see, I thought it was even worse reading on Monday after this fairy tale. Cause it's just like, wow, fairy tales don't exist, you know?
2: Well, and, and after we, we talked about, uh, you know, how I was so excited about that. Well, actually remember I said, it was like depressing that this was so perfect. Yeah. And now I feel great.
1: Not so perfect <laughs> anymore. yeah I, I, Listen, I feel, but I mean, I kind of just want to know the Paris of it all. Like obviously did she, was she already aware is, are they going to try to see the daughter more if he's only seen her one time that's wild
2: yeah well the okay so it was announced that a source has said that paris hilton was aware of the love child but that to me says like damage control you know and she and they said the source said that she didn't think the friends knew so like, in other words, none of Paris Hilton's friends knew, but Paris knew about the love child, but it came from a source, not Paris. The fact that Paris didn't make a statement to me says she was a little blindsided. That's my truth. That's well, what I think.
1: I mean, I just think that would be so, if she didn't know, I mean, that that to me would be such a red flag. It's a red flag if you've only seen your 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 offspring once in how many years. That already is a red flag. I'm, I'm sure he has reasons, but the whole thing just seems so, like all of a sudden, like I was watching that Paris love show or whatever, and he seemed off. And I hate to say this, but like, that is completely a red flag to me.
2: It is a red flag because, you know, how sad was it that the daughter reached out to her mom and said, would you, kind? I mean, essentially, would you reach out to the press and let them know that I want to see my dad. And that oh. I've been watching all this Paris Hilton crap on TV and the marriage and all these beautiful pictures. And I wish I was in the pink dress. I'm paraphrasing and obviously making it more dramatic because that's better. But you know, I wanted to be the in the 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 wedding with Paris Hilton in the pink dress. I want to be a part of my dad's life. I want because that that was said. Okay, that was said that the daughter really had, yeah, it said that the daughter reached out to the mom and that, you know, she had been watching all of this propaganda around Paris Hilton's new show with her dad and then the wedding and she was like, "Why am I not at the carnival? Why why doesn't my dad want me in his life?" Oh. And that's where this spawned into a, you know, a page 6 article.
1: Well, that's the reality show I want to see. I want to see Paris trying to be a mom to this, you know, like, don't you want to see Paris like meet the, 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 the daughter for the first time?
2: Well, what I do know is I don't believe Paris was aware of this and I'll tell you why, because it made no business sense uh, to not incorporate it into the reality show. So if I watch all the seasons of, you know, Paris and love, Right. Yeah. And I don't see a mention of this problem. Okay. Then I know for a fact she didn't know. Because you would not do a huge show, even if it's inspirational, know and and not bring this into your show and control uh, it.
1: I want to know what Kathy Hilton thinks.
2: Even if even if it's like, even if it was as simple as a conversation in one episode where you're like, I want to talk to you. I have this thing. I'm not ready to deal with it yet, but I am. And then Paris goes, okay, I got it. No problem. And tables it. But like, you do not have a reality show and not bring that storyline in somehow. If you know oh. it's there.
1: Because
2: oh. there's no way it's ever going to be kept quiet. She knows that. She's been in this. This isn't her first rodeo. This is her <laughs> 100th.
1: Well, I wonder if there's going to be a, an addendum to the uh, reality show because they only air one episode a week, I think, on Peacock.
2: Oh, I can guarantee they're going to addend to it. But we'll know if they do, you know, if, if it's the central point of a whole episode, we know already that the, the press wouldn't have come out now, would have come out when the episode came out. Okay. Mm. So if it was truly incorporated in the storyline of the season. Page six would have reported on it when they knew it was coming out. The fact they reported on it now, I think they held it just out of respect for the family. They probably told them that they were gonna do it. And and Paris said, could you at least wait till my wedding? And they were nice enough to do that. But if it doesn't sync with next week's episode, then I, I already know that she didn't really know. And that's what I've been saying the whole time. Now, a lot of people disagree with me. It's an unpopular opinion. They're like, oh no, she must've known. Da, da, da. she to me is not behaving like somebody from Beverly Hills <laughs> that I know that would have known like the way she's acting. No way. Just saying.
1: Oh gosh. I mean, this, I mean, to me, this is just another great pop culture twist is that I just on the heels of a three-day Coachella style wedding, this comes out. It just, I mean, it just all of a sudden to me just makes, just crashes back into reality, you know?
2: Well, and to me, I think it's so like, if, if, they truly believe in the vows that I overheard them say, on a hundred media outlets. <laughs> oh. Then I expect that Paris Hilton is in it to win it. She will not leave his ass, even if she didn't know, and she will embrace this child, and you know, for and and do the right thing, which is, I think, in my opinion, to get Carter Ream to recognize that you know it doesn't have to be with the mom, Laura Belize, whatever that, you know, who cares, right? Yeah. It has to do with the child and having her feel a part of a family. And if you want to have kids, the first thing you learn is unconditional love and there's no better way to learn it than by taking in a child who desperately wants to be a part of your family and letting them in. If that's truly the, the agenda.
1: Oh man, that's so good.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, I just, I, I just want, I want more. I want more information now. I want, I want Paris to make a comment.
2: Yeah, I know. It's really weird. And she did this like really, honestly, it was, I know what she was doing. She wrote, she like did this Instagram post that she, she was like honeymoon life or something like, you know, total social media wording kind of thing about my honeymoon. And obviously she was trying to say like, I want to focus on having a good time. I deserve this. Yeah, But she's been with Kathy Hilton this week.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I,
2: I mean, you know, let's cut the shit. There's no honeymoon <laughs> life there.
1: <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I that, that's the thing is that this is a great piece of information, but I want to see how it affects Paris, Kathy, Rick. I want to see all of them acknowledge it.
2: Yeah. And all, and this perfect guy, Carter Rehm,
1: who we watched in episode one. I didn't trust that guy from the start. I knew that guy was a bad guy.
2: I told you he met, like, he met Paris with Joe Francis. Like, hello.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I was just watching old episodes of Real Housewives of Miami this week, and Joe Francis pops up on those. And it's just like, man, it's like if if Carter grew up in the Hollywood scene as he claims to have known Paris for all of these years, you know, that's that's a little dark right there. I should, you know, he, he does he's not as, He's not as lily white as he presents.
2: Yeah. And everyone's saying, well, they would have background checked him. I'm like, no, honey, he would have background checked her. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> Riam's money is way bigger than the Hilton family. Sorry. Like Hilton name. Yeah. Awesome. I get it. Like way more promotionally, you know, great. But in reality, his family was bigger. It was better. It really was like his dad was the largest privately held company. Like that's in Forbes. I mean, you know, it's
1: like, I mean, you also kind of got to wonder is this the only invested in lift, But is this the only child he has?
2: No, I'm sure there's 10 more. No, I'm just I'm saying, like, it'd
1: just be amazing if they just keep popping up at this point
2: that's awesome that you said that wow i'm gonna really think about that for a while
1: (laughs) you know what just in case that goes bad uh dana said that i didn't say that dana said that (laughs) i am just listening to dana and we're just gonna go with that
2: i'm willing to take in carter Riems' kids okay (laughs) we don't have a lot but we share um okay so let's see what else is going on oh What did you think about uh, the fact that, obviously, I've been keeping it secret, and I have... Oh,
1: we got a big star on the podcast today, (laughs) a TV star. You are now a series regular on ABC News. (laughs) You're in their Housewife and the series, and we just got a preview today of the Housewives and the the Shaw Shocker. Is that it?
2: I, I don't know. The name definitely wasn't as good as The Housewife and the Hustler. So but I
1: feel like they could have done such a better thing with the name. Do you want but- to know?
2: Can I tell you a secret? Yeah. <laughs> so when I was doing the show, they asked me, what would you name this show?
1: <laughs> <Think laughs> no, I
2: should have said the Sh- Sharest, but I didn't.
1: <laughs> well, but why not? I mean, I thought it was going to be The Housewife and the Shaw Squad.
2: Oh, that would have been so good. I actually, uh, I said the shit, Shaw Shit Show. But I said, you can swear on Hulu, right? But they didn't have to say shit. They could have done like, you know, a funny, you know, like yeah. a, a street art shit instead of the actual word shit. So, I mean, I thought the Shaw Shit Show was the best.
1: Well, how long ago are you allowed to say how long ago you recorded your your interview?
2: Yes. Yeah, I am. I, I recorded this in September.
1: Okay. Now, I'm trying to remember. We're, we're in November right now. So... Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so I, is there a lot of information that has come out since you recorded that day that you wish? Uh, I you mean, could I can tell about?
2: you, they, no, know, they've been working on this nonstop. Like ABC is no joke. They research, 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 like 10 minutes before the edits do, they're still doing interviews to get people's perceptions and evidence. And yeah, no, I, they are so pro I can't get over it.
1: Well, and The Housewife and The Hustler was so great because they released it at you know, just the right moment in the beginning of Beverly Hills this season. And I think it really hurt Erica's narrative or the narrative she was trying to portray. And it really gave a face to the victims that we hadn't seen before. And in this trailer, we actually get to see one of uh, Jen's victims speak. And I think that's really the damning part of these shows is it gives a face and a context for what Jen Shaw allegedly did. And that's the part that is just eerie because all of the rest of the stuff we we have our own opinions about. No, but to really for them to really paint that picture, uh, I think that's going to be you know so damning for Jen Shaw in terms of the public.
2: I think ABC knows the importance of telling the victim's story, and they also know the importance of trying to bring in a lot of different perspectives. Yeah, um, and. I keep saying this, which is, you know, you don't need to know someone to study a topic and be an expert at it, right? It really doesn't, you just have to, to be passionate about a topic. Yeah. You know? So one of the, uh, again, I'm sure I'll be criticized for the fact that I don't personally know Jen Shaw uh, for being involved with this, this particular um, uh, special. But I want to say something again, I was actually reached out to not because of my connection to housewives that might shock you. Does it shock you, Ryan?
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm sitting here shocked. No, it doesn't shock me. No.
2: Right. The reason was that uh, one of, I had done a deep dive on Jen Shaw before anybody did. I, I did an episode on my podcast, Dishing Drama Dana. Called the Shady Ladies of Salt Lake City, and I did a deep dive on all the women. And one of the things in the process of doing that was that I found out that there was a connection to Jen Shaw and Prosper Inc. That was on her LinkedIn profile, which she also DM'd me about. Which I'm sure will be comment, you know, shared on the show in some way or another.
1: Jen Shaw uh, DM'd you. Correct. Oh wow!
2: And so what happened was. Uh I had called out that Prosper Inc. had been involved with Trump U and had been investigated, you know, and and Jen Shaw had put on her LinkedIn that she was director of business development for uh Prosper Inc. I, I'm saying the name not totally correct, it was Prosper, but it is the, the Prosper, yeah. right? Okay. Um, and So Jen had texted me or DM'd me that, you know, she left in 2011, but they started the investigation in 2011 on Prosper. So it wasn't like that was that comforting, but I had grabbed all of this evidence, not intentionally to hurt Jen, because that wasn't my intention, but to do my own deep dive like I do. Mm -hmm. And Prosper sold people, Trump University under a very similar way right? As to some of the allegations that are being made now. Hmm. So, yeah. So one of the things that I speculated on dishing drama, Dana, was that potentially Jen might be seasoned or might have been seasoned by individuals that were creating situations where they were preying on people in that instance that wanted to create, you know, a lot of money overnight by, you, you know, learning a, a technique that they would pay $1,500 for a week, you know, for a day and, you know, 20 or 30,000 for a week seminar where they would learn how to reinvent themselves as real estate magnets. And when they didn't get what they wanted and the business never emerged, then they couldn't get their money back. Gotcha. Right. Wow. So it just so happens that once again, unfortunately for... I guess me, because people have probably criticized me for it. I found some information like I did early on with Erica and now with Jen that made me a reasonable person to have on the show.
1: Yeah, no, right? I mean, I I, I I, didn't question it at all. I mean, like I was like, I mean, it, you know, you I think were used to great effect in the first one. So I just thought you'll probably be on every one of these regardless if you had information or not. But the fact that you did have all of this good information is kind of going to be interesting to uh, to be able to hear that perspective.
2: Well, I don't ever want to be on one that I don't have information because that's not my intention. My intention, although fun, you know, it's like great fun to be on a show is to share like always a perspective or make people think or validate something and say what, you know, like the truth to try to 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 make you ponder it, not from a judgmental standpoint, by the way, because I'm no one to judge anyone, but just to make people think. So I can promise you that I will never be on a show where I'm not, you know, I, I don't really enjoy the topic and learn it. That's why I struggle when I hear people criticize you know going on hulu and being like i i i think recently carol radziwell i talked about it on a live i did with david yontif behind the velvet rope on my youtube channel and what happened was uh carol radziwell um <laughs> said i don't i don't want to be you know i wouldn't have gone on that show well she's a journalist so that was like kind of weird and to me i said well i don't understand because as a journalist, you you learn a topic. You're not like, you know, just because you're in Afghanistan doesn't mean you're in the war. You go there, you study it, you, you see what's happening, you learn, you speak to the people and then you deliver the story. So, you know, why is this any different? You know, and why wouldn't you want to be a part of one of the top rated shows on hulu abc if you could be a not you know become an expert in this in the the story matter that's all i'm saying
1: no i mean i i, I think you're arguing with yourself at this point because i'm just ready to watch it like i i mean i just but want to see I it i love now. you ryan
2: you're but right
1: I, I mean i just want to see it now like i feel like you have some trepidation about you know uh people's reaction possibly to this and in my head i'm just like damn it, like I want to be that one. I want to be a talking head one day. I want to be that one. Like, I think that's like the coolest thing you could do. Plus you actually have good information. So my whole thing is I just want to see it now. Like I can't believe I have to wait a week or like how, when does it come out? November 28th over Thanksgiving, Uh, just to get people in that giving mood. (laughs) No, they got to do it. Like they got to release it on Thanksgiving. I mean, this is uh, the fact that like, we need something to like leave the dinner table to go watch or something, or just gather around as a family around the, the, the fire, the, the fireplace. And, 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 you know, if I can, you know, and by the way, Erica Jane has got to be ecstatic that this is coming out uh, because it's another thing. Like I was going to talk to my family about Erica Jane and now I can, Talk to him about Jen Shaw, you know?
2: Yeah, and they're totally different. I, I don't know if you saw, but Jen Shaw uh, did like a nice put down to me. Well, I know, you know that, uh, just to give you some background on that. So uh, we have a guest on our show quite a bit who's hilarious. Her name is Sammy, Princess Sammy. And she is, or Princess oh, Samira. Samira, Samira. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, she's awesome.
2: Yeah, so Princess Sammy is we've had many discussions about how she's close friends with Jen Shaw. Okay. Probably because they share the last name, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So Sammy is like, you know, I love Sammy, but she loves to start shit. You know, she's like that. And I, I, I mean, she would be an amazing reality TV star. I keep telling her to go on, on TV, but uh, so she on purpose, of course, immediately posted when, they did the teaser, I guess for the show. (laughs)
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. And uh, so then I guess Jen Shaw saw it because they're good friends. Right. And she's all about free Jen Shaw, whatever. (laughs) And I guess some other people saw it that are Jen Shaw fans because Sammy has a a following of Jen Shaw fans. And uh, so anyway, I guess one of them wrote this ready Mm -hmm. at the real Jen Shaw girl, what is it with Hulu making all those dumbass documentaries with no proof of anything? And the most untrust trustworthy jackasses they could find. Dana Wilkie's, by the way, spelling my name wrong. W-I-L-K-I-E-S.
1: Like, oh, that's a burn. Yeah. That's wow. a burn. Well, wow. no, I just you. think he
2: can't spell, but still <laughs> again. And then he says, does she? Does she even know you? Like, like I'm supposed to be on the show if I know her. First of all, let me just answer this. You don't go on a show about someone being indicted if you know them. You pretty much back out of the show at that point and go, you know, I, I love my friend. I'm not going on the show, okay? Yeah. So the reality is, is no one that knows Jen will be on this show except maybe the victims. On, on the other point, he says, uh, and then she wrote, I don't know her. Which is the exact statement that Erica Jane Girardi made, and then she posted it on her social media. By the way, I got zero hate for that, even though she's got like you know two hundred thousand followers, and I've got ten. But still, no hate. So I guess my my thing I I want to ask you is, what do you think of that?
1: Well, I mean, what do I think about somebody saying something shitty about you on Twitter?
2: <laughs> no, uh, no, about Jen Shaw reposting it and oh, saying I don't I, know.
1: Listen, Jen (laughs) Shaw, it's like that too. (laughs) Well, listen, well, I mean, listen, somebody told me to kill myself today on Instagram. So, you know, like I I don't, you know, it's, it's a very weird, scary world that we live in and social media kind of exacerbates all of the actual problems in the world. Uh, and sometimes it can be used to great effect, but I think with Jen Shaw doing that, it's just that kind of distraction of like, try to throw as much as you can against the, the wall and see what sticks, you know, she's, lashing out at every different thing, any support she gets, she's going to repost it. you know, the the lady is living in some kind of fairy tale land or she's keenly aware of how bad this is. and you know, I think Erica Jane did a lot of that distraction as well and it, and it really worked in a lot of ways. But the, the thing that we always forget though, and I think I mentioned this maybe in the first part of this conversation was that you know, Jen is only a one season housewife. You know, she does not like I don't like Erica Jane, but she's been in so many seasons that people feel like they know her a lot more than Jen Shaw. So for Jen Shaw to be leaning on a fan base that only like has seen her for one season, it's going to really not work as well as it ever did for Erica Jane for many reasons. You know, we can cut and run as fans pretty quickly if we don't think we know you that well. And for one season, it's just to me, it's not enough. It's like once I hear you defraud elderly, I'm like oh shit, that happened to my grandma once. Okay, goodbye. You well, know. did you hear what happened today? Mm-mm.
2: Uh, oh, I can't wait to tell you. Okay, so by the time this episode airs, we'll probably know. But Stuart Smith has said that he may be changing his plea.
1: Yeah, I, no I idea. He's going to flip, supposedly. I thought we were going to find that out today, but I guess we didn't.
2: No, so what, what that means is he's in discussions with the government and he, they're very close to coming with a, a settlement on what he did wrong in return for him saying what he did wrong and they've agreed it. So you can't lie. So the idea with the, just so you guys know, the idea here is that they talked to him and they probably interviewed him and he would have said, here's the truth. They would have said here's what we think you did and it would have been you know way worse probably than what he did but they would have said it and then he would have said well this is what really happened and he would have made his best argument to you know his truth and then they go away and they digest it and they say all right taking in consideration a jury trial and the way you gave your testimony and what you said and the evidence provided we agree with this And this is our like, meet you in the middle, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: okay? He then decides if that meet you in the middle is the truth. And if it is the truth, he agrees to it. And then he changes his plea to not guilty to this new truth. And that is what is the the settlement agreement or the plea deal. But as part of the plea deal, he has to do what the government asks in regards to the other defendants in the case and he has to agree to testify as needed.
1: Yeah. Right. Yikes.
2: Which means, and there is no backing out of that testifying. If he backs out of the testifying, that plea deal is dead. And it's back on the table, everything bad again.
1: I wonder if, you know, like, they've probably been ordered where they can't speak to each other, right, Jen and Stewart?
2: Absolutely.
1: But like part of the complaint actually said that they'd kept doing their business and they were using all of these encrypted apps to do it. And so I wonder, I mean, I, you know, I there's got to have been back channel conversations since all of this went down because Jen doesn't seem like the brightest ball. You know, like I feel like she's probably found a way to reach out to him or threaten him or something, you know?
2: I mean, it's speculation, sure. Mm. <laughs> Uh, You're on your own ABC special now, Ryan. Yeah, like,
1: <laughs> hey guys, if anybody's listening from ABC News, uh, get Dana out. Uh, Ryan's in now. i I have no personal information. Oh my now. God, they'd have so many followers.
2: You'll be on the next one. Listen, Ronald Richards was on this one.
1: Oh no. <laughs> yeah.
2: Ronald's in this one. He was supposed to be in the a house Housewife and the Hustler. So I don't know what happened. Maybe a conflict too close because he was involved in the case. But, well, uh, hey,
1: no longer is involved in the case. So I guess, yeah, can, yeah I mean, that's wild. But see, that's what I, I don't like, though, too, with that is that, you know, with Ronald, he has such an interesting relationship with the fan base that, you know, you don't want to do anything to distract from the actual shit show, which is Jen Shaw, you know, like, you, you know, you got to have all guns pointed at. I mean, like spotlights pointed at Jen Shaw, you know, like this is about well- what she did, And, you know, Jen Shaw, you watch, she's going to try to like, you know, cloud the narrative and say, well, Ronald Richards did this to Erica. And he's just, he wants, you can already hear it. He wants fame, all of this stuff. And I think that is so stupid of these people to do, you know?
2: Okay. So first of all, Ronald Richards is just doing interpretation on this special, which, because he reported on it on his Instagram and his Twitter. So, like, it makes sense that he's on the show as, like, a like a commentator. Yeah, yeah. He's as good as anyone on The View or, you know, blah, blah. Right? Okay? Yeah. So that's his role. Um, as far as, you know, Ronald Richards wanting fame, Ronald has fame. And he's been famous. <laughs> yeah. It just, you know, uh, what's funny is that I you know, I I've known about Ronald Richards for years. Okay. And when he first came on my show back in December, and I did say December of 2020, he had like a few thousand followers. Now the guy's up to like 30,000. Okay. (laughs) So like, you know, he's a phenomenon. I don't know. I mean, but you can't, you know, let him be who he is. You know, it's like, I
1: I had him on the show. I, I thought I really enjoyed talking to Ronald Richards. I'm just saying the fan base is, I I just don't want You already see what's going to happen, just like Erica Jane did. You don't want it to be
2: convoluted by Yeah, you're like, this
1: isn't about Ronald Richards, this is about Jen Shaw. And it's just one of those typical PR things that these people that are guilty do is try to cloud the narrative and blame everybody else but themselves. I mean, we do live in a society where nobody actually accepts blame for anything anymore. So, I mean, Jen's going to have her day in court, but it's going to take millions of dollars of taxpayer money to actually show that she's been lying from the get-go, you know?
2: Yeah, no, totally, and I will say that I did a YouTube about the the Ronald Richards J. Edelson fight, Ryan. So if you haven't seen that, you probably want
1: to. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, oh, it's yeah. so good.
2: Yeah, it's so good. Okay, so um, I want to say that something else came out uh, that I I just want to call about. You know about the the alleged stolen crocodile green purse from Meredith's store? Yes, the snakeskin
1: clutch. Yes.
2: Yeah. Sorry, snake skin. Excuse me. Come on! I know, jeez,
1: is that even legal
2: in Salt Lake? I know in Vegas it's legal, but is it legal there? Not
1: on Sundays, no.
2: Right. Yeah. So, um, anyway, Mirilo Bueno, Bless and I—is that, <laughs> that his real name?
1: <laughs>
2: Mirolo Bueno. <laughs>
1: um,
2: anyway, he put out a statement. I'm not going to do the whole thing, but here's what he wrote. I didn't want to let it get to this, but here we are. I'd like to address a false accusation made last night by one of the cast members of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, AKA Meredith. The footage she brought up is twisted and chopped. First of all, no one is stealing a bag from somewhere Uh, And would hold it in their hand, flaunting it like they tried to make it seem. If you look at what they circled closely, you would see that whatever I'm holding is not green. Okay, I'm sorry. That was a run-on sentence. Um,
1: (laughs) That's the real crime.
2: (laughs) It really is. I couldn't read it right. Um, So basically, he's saying that he didn't have the green clutch in his hand. That was bullshit. That there was something else in his hand. And instead, it wasn't green what he was holding in his hand. In case you were wondering, Ryan. Yes. Okay. (laughs) The green clutch was inside the bag wrapped in paper. So the the salesperson accidentally took the green $1,700 bag, put it in a box and paper and sent it on its way with Jen Shaw without her paying for it. Spirited's fault. (laughs) when the manager reached out i was confused because jen had only looked at white ones okay so jen didn't even want this damn green bag Yeah, no. let's just get that straight come on so i looked inside the bag and found the green clutch i said i could bring it by if she was still there but said i could just bring it to them the next day which i did or like i did there was no hesitation just confusion on our part on how uh, on our part on how that happened sorry too much wine so what do you think <laughs> what do you think brian you believe it or not
1: no you know i i don't believe it i i think um you know obviously and this gentleman had i believe he uh was allegedly stole money from beauty lab and laser cuz heather had hired him as well which i think is going to come out um on the show potentially this week. Um, I I don't like, I think there is obviously it's very normal for us to think he's a liar because now we're looking at guilt by association. So this guy also,
2: you need to stop and tell that story.
1: Well, I don't know the full story. I just know that Heather uh, had put that out. And he even says in these tweets, I will be deal. I will be talking about that at a later time. And I'm just saying where there's smoke, there's fire. You're now establishing patterns of behavior. And once you do that, I think all bets are off. Also, you know, also there's, hey, there's a good chance Jen Shaw didn't know he stole it, but he stole it because he wanted it. You
2: know, Do you want to know the story before, you know, it airs? Because I know it. Yes, yeah. All right, everybody. Okay, so here's what happened. Supposedly- uh, Heather had hired Merlot Bueno. <laughs> and what happened was uh, she hired him to do, you know, stuff around the, the salon that like a basic individual could do. Yeah. Anyway, after hours, he started using her equipment, allegedly to give himself facials. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wow. And other like treatments that you probably shouldn't be doing without a doctor or a nurse present. But anyway, yeah. he did. And he, it got found out, and uh, allegedly Heather fired him, and as which any owner of a a spa in that setting would do, and because it wasn't uh, wasn't allowed, and so he then uh, went to Jen Shaw, who is purportedly Heather Gay's good friend, and asked for her help, and purportedly, I don't know whatever other you know. Sketchy word you want to use there. She um, she helped him write a legal letter with or without Coach Shaw, I'm not sure, because Coach Shaw, of course, is a lawyer, to uh, say that Heather better pay up. I feel like it was like 30 grand or something or, uh, you know, he was going to cause problems for her. So he made a demand letter. And rather than have a problem, Heather Gay paid the letter. I mean, paid the amount of money Wait, that was what? demanded in the letter. Yep.
1: You're sure yes. about this?
2: I mean, you know, it's all alleged. But oh, it, my I'm story is to... a little bit more solid than yours. Hey, ABC.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, by the way, I just hope the next uh, housewife in the house, <laughs> I hope I'm not the... the... I hope it's not about me or something like, or like that, how, like the podcaster and the, I saw, I don't know. I'll think I'll work. I couldn't
2: it. listen. It wouldn't be any good. Cause I couldn't be on it because I'd be like, no, I, I have a
1: feeling you would be a talking head on it. And I'd be like, I shouldn't have podcasted with you because you'll be like, no, no I un, would never see. He uh he 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 wasn't on time the first time we podcasted. No, but.
2: no, Ryan. I couldn't if it was listen, if you've got an intimate relation with like a, an intimate relationship with someone, you can't go on these shows because it's like you know, first of all, that is a situation where you have to be worried legally, number yeah. 1. But number 2, you would never do that to someone you care about, you know? Like I I'm telling the story from an outsider's perspective who was just studying what happened. You know, I have no judgment against Jen Shaw. I don't give a shit. I just am like interested by it like everybody else. And I just so happened to come across some really, you know, interesting evidence.
1: Are you you nervous for it to air?
2: Uh, I mean, I'm nervous for, uh, I'm sure, I might have to face the Shawshank Redemption.
1: But thank you so much for for doing this today. I really appreciate it.
2: And Ryan, thank you, sweetheart, for doing this. And Casey, thanks for uh, Casey.
1: Thank you for doing this. <laughs> yes, thank you both for also doing this. Thank you, thank and Ryan, you, and thank and you, Ryan, listeners for doing this with us. Yeah. Thank you for I, I, I listeners, done yeah. This with you, doing this,
2: doing this. And Ryan promises to stop eating ass. <laughs>
1: hey, don't, hey, don't speak for don't me. Put don't put words in speak. his mouth. Hey, you don't. <laughs> don't yeah, put I ass mean, in his mouth. Do not put the word. Oh, there's only one thing that goes <laughs> in my mouth, and it's not those words. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love you. I'm
2: never going to forget All that. All right, see <laughs> you guys. Okay. Twenty five sunglasses.
1: It's not like we can't afford it.
0: Betches.